The following recording is from the previous cycle. Today's daf is Kedushin daf Ayin Dalid, and we are in the middle of daf Ayin Gimel Amidbeis, Amar of Chizda, moving along, more sugyas related to Inyone Yichos, Inyone Mamzer, Suffolk Mamzer, Shtuki, Asufi. Today we're introduced to Abishal's Beduki, and more sugyas along the lines of what we've been talking about before we begin today's daf, yesterday I was talking to Rav Shimon Goldstein. We were talking about what we discussed in the daf on Sunday, daf Ayin Beis Aleph, where the Gemara said that Rebbe was once talking to Levi. So apparently Levi was the Dubna Magid of his time. And he was able to explain things with creative Mishalom. So Amalei Rebbe Levi, so Rebbe told Levi, Hareini Talmidei Chachomim Shebebavel. Explain to me what Tamide Chachamim Shabbabavah looked like with a marshal. So he told him, They're similar to Malachi Asharis. Rashi said, What was the similarity between the Tamide Chachamim and Bavel and the Malachi Asharis? Dr. Rashi, that just like Malachi Asharis wear white clothing, as the Pasuk says in Yechaskol, so too the Tamide Chachamim in Bavel used to wear white clothing. So he spoke a little bit about what's the preferred color for a Talmud Chacham to wear, white, black, red, the Ramah in Simen Kofayin Zayin, Kofayin Ches. So we spoke about a few interesting halachas. One of the things we mentioned was the Be'er Hetev in Hilcha Shabbos. Simen Yerush Samach Be'ez, so Mechaber says, on a Shabbos, you're supposed to wear really nice, special Shabbos clothing. Be'er Hetev brings from the Arizal, Shekosav, Yesh Lubash Dalit Big Day Love, that there's a good minute to wear four Big Day Love on on Shabbos, Malbush Ha'Elyoy, Vehatachtoin, Vehoezer, Vehachol. And the reason for Kenegadal Roisius Avaya, Kenegad the four Roisius in the Shem Avaya, so there's an Indian to wear white. Not just one white begot, four white begotten. And apparently that was the Minigad Arizal, and it's brought down in the Behete of Kabbalah to wear four white begotten on Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon told me that it could be, what's this Indian of white dafka? See, Shteltsu, a beautiful Malbum. The Pasik in Parshas B'Shalach, the Parshas Haman, that we're all familiar with. So the Pasik describes the man. So the Pasik describes the man as being kizera, like a seed, gad lovon. So the color of the man seemed to be white. If you look at Parshas Baloischa, that's the second Parshas Haman, the Torah over there again describes the man and refers to it, that it looked like Bedoilach. Bedoilach is crystal. It's a clear color. Was the man white or was it clear like crystal? Says the Malbim Adover Niflo. He believes sometimes it was white and sometimes it was crystal. The Parsha in Parshas B'Shalach is talking specifically about the man that fell on Shabbos or that fell on Friday for Shabbos. That month, says the Malbim, was Kizera Gadlovon. The Pasuk in Parshas Baloycha that says Ve'ene Ke'ena Bedoilach is talking about the month the entire week. The entire week it wasn't white. The entire week it was actually clear. What's the beer? Says the Malbim. Vuhu, Ratzuloimar. Hamon Sheyarat B'Shabbos, Hoye Kizera Gadshu Lovon. Says the Malbim, because the color white is the color of Rachamim. And being that there's a tremendous mid of Rachamim that's manifest on the world on Shabbos, it's for that reason that on Shabbos, 
The mon was white. But Enochanami, the rest of the week, where you don't have that same manifestation of Rachamim, then the color wasn't white, then the color would be clear. So Atushtel to the Arizal, who on Shabbos, Davka held, we're white. Why white? Because the mon was white, the kapot is white, the shtram was white, so everything should be white. There's some Indian, some connection between the color white and Shabbos. One other Maramakim he shared with me was an El Yerabba, in Hilcha Shabbos, in the Rabbi says that when you cover the Lechem Mishnah on Shabbos, you should use a mapa, right? That's what we use. That's white. Why white? So he said it could be based on this malbum, the beer is beautiful. Because being that the whole Lechem Mishnah is to the Mon, and the Mon was white, you can't make white chalas. It's not easy to do. So instead of having a white challah, what you do is you put a white mapa. But there's an Indian of white related to the man, as the Pasuk says, but it's interesting that it wasn't always white Zokta Malbim. It was Dafka, white on Shabbos, Shemura Larachamim, Shemiskabrim, Bayemahu. On that note, I am Gimel Hamid Beis, Milodavid. I'm Rav There are three people that have an Amonus. So the Chachamim said that their belief to say some sort of edos, but they're only believed if they testify la'alter, right away. But once a certain amount of time lapses, they lose their namas. Eloheim, Asufi, Chaya, Upoiteres, Chavrisa. The Gemara is going to explain all three. Asufi, Hadamar. It's referring to the last Gemara that we learned yesterday. And Asufi is a child that was literally found in the street, the, dumpster, the proverbial dumpster, and a parent comes and claims that this is my child. So if the parent would say, Miyad, this is my child, the parent would have an amonus. But once the child is already Nesach Minashok, it was already Huchsak that the child is an Asufi. At that point, if no one's believed to step forward and say that this is my child, thus, the Asufi, one would have an amonus La altar, but once the child is already Nesaf, that was that last Gemara, at that point the child wouldn't have the manus anymore. Chaya, a Chaya is a midwife. The time to the price. So a woman gives birth to twins, two children. The question is, which child came out first? The mother has no idea. The only person really that has any clue would be the midwife, the person that delivered the child. So it's a b'risa. The midwife is believed to say, That's if the midwife didn't leave the room and come back. But if the midwife left the room and then came back, because we assume that Miyad, she has a cheshbin of who super. Once she walks out, that point, she's going to come back. She sees two identical twins, even not identical, babies are, for the most part, identical. She has no idea what she's looking at. At that point, she's not going to believe it anymore. Rebbe Yezim, Rebbe Yezim says, if she stayed in the same place, she's believed. Then what? She didn't stay in the same place in an amenace. Might be nice. What's the difference between the sheet of the Tanakam and the sheet of Rebbe Yezim? They both seem to be saying the same thing, that a chaya is an amenace, the altar, but once she walks away or turns away, she's not believed anymore. So the Gemara says, it's a nuance. If she turned her face away, but she didn't physically walk out of the room. According to the Tanakam, it's by Medvar Mamurim, only if she left the room would it be a problem. But as long as she's in the room, even if she turned away, she would still be believed. According to Rabbi Yezer, he's mumachmer. She literally can't breathe. If she stood in the same exact place, but the minute she does something, at that point she's not believed anymore. What's the third example of somebody 
that is nemenes, but only the altar. Poiteris chavri says the Gemara. Mahi, what's that? Tanam we learned in the Mishnah. Sholish noshim shoyishon is bemito. There were three women that were sleeping in the same bed. Venimtsa dam tachas achas mehem, and they wake up in the morning and they find dam. There's blood in the bed. Kulam tameyos. So the halacha is that all of them are. Because we're not sure who the Dam Nida came from. As a result, we have to be concerned. Maybe it came from any one of them. They're all misafik going to be Tommy. But if one of them did a bedika, and she found that she herself is Tommy, so then the Allah is he Tomeya. We could assume that that Dam that was found in the bed came from her. And everybody else is going to be taught. I'm Rav Chizda. This is Rav Chizda Lashitase. It's only the Altif. She did the Badika right away, right after they found the Dam. Then the Halacha is that we assume that the Dam that was found in the Mita is hers and nobody else's. But if she didn't do the Badika right away, then we can't necessarily relate the fact that now that she's Tomei, for sure that Dam came from her. So again, this is a third example where a woman is believed to say that I'm the one that's Tomei, which has an impact Lakula, because she's now saying that the other two, Misafik, do not have to be rendered Tomei. She's believed, but she's only believed Miyad. It has to be Kashir Vesis. Rashi quotes the Gemara Masech Nida that describes exactly what the Shir Vesis is. Either way, Shloisha Nemonim Laalter, the Asufi. The Chaya and the Poiteris Chavrisa. Zok to Gemara Vaita. Tanu Rabbanon, Nemenes Chaya Loimer Zekoyen Vezelevi. So one of the three people that are Nemenes, according to Rav Chizda, and then Nemenes Laalter is the midwife. The midwife's believed to say which child came out first and which child came out second. Says the Gemara Abraisa that elaborates on this. Uh, midwife's believed to say Zekoyen Vezelevi, Zenosim Vezamamzer. So you have a maternity ward, you have a whole bunch of babies. How do you know which baby is which? And there could be real yichus nafkeminas. You know, one could be the daughter of a mamzer, the other is the daughter of a nasin, or a son, a, a koyin, a levi. So the chai is believed to say, husu, despite the fact that it has yichus ramifications. That's if nobody is arguing with the midwife. But if somebody is protesting, someone's challenging, in an amendment, at that point, the midwife's not going to be believed. What do we mean when we say irad? Do we mean that one person is protesting? Meaning, the midwife is only believed if there isn't one person saying fakert. But if one person was saying fakert, then the chaya, the midwife, wouldn't be believed. Um, Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said, "Ein ir pachas mishnayim. Ir always means two. Elo ir treis means tray. Meaning, if one person is protesting, we don't listen to the one person. If two people are protesting, then yeah, the iba is saying, but like maybe really ir means what? Rabbi Yechanan, ein ir pachas mishnayim. I Rabbi Yechanan said, ein ir pachas mishnayim. So why here would ir mean one person? Hanimili hechad is the kashras. Rabbi Yechanan said, if there's a cheskas kashras and the ear is going to contradict the chazaka, then it has to be too. But if there's no cheskas kashras, such as in this case, a baby was born, we have no idea who the mother or father of the child is. There's no cheskas kashras over here. So the only time the chai is believed if you don't have an ir dechad. But if there's an ir dechad, here ir dechad would be meaningful because it's not going connected to chazaka. There the midwife wouldn't believe. On a similar note, so there's a dispute amongst two buyers. One buyer says, I bought it. The other buyer says, I bought it. So... Go to the Meicher and ask the Meicher who you sold it to. So the Meicher is believed. He's believed to say, And not to shim it. When is that true? That's only if he still has the Mekach in his hand. Meaning he didn't 
physically hand over the mekach yet. It was paid for maybe, but he didn't give it to him. But if he didn't give it to him, but if he doesn't have it anymore, meaning he did give it to him, Enei is not believed. And the reason is, as long as he has the mekach, it's on his mind. He has to know who he's going to give the mekach to. As a result, he has an amonis. So the Gemara said, the next is Uzi Mimanok. Why don't we take a look at who he took money from? Meaning, maybe he doesn't remember who he has to give the thing to, but he probably remembers who he got the money from. That side of the equation, he probably remembers a little bit better. So the Gemara says, like, no, he took money from both of them. Aye, <laughs> what's the Shiloh? One of them gave it to Midas, the other one gave it to him forcefully. So Tachlis, he got the money from both people. He just doesn't remember which one was the real one, which was the fake one. Another similar halacha. Neman Dayan Loimar. Dayan is believed to say, there's a trial for two weeks, they come out, they can't remember who won and who lost. So you go to the dying, let the dying tell you. He's believed. That's only if the Baladinim are still there, they're standing in front of him. So then it's something that's on his mind, he has an emotion. If the Baladinim are not standing there anymore, so the Baladinim leave the court, the dying completely forgets what happens. Therefore, at that point, he's not going to be believed anymore. Usually, after a court case, they would write something down on a piece of paper, so somebody should have, it should be recorded somewhere who won. So the Gemara says, it was torn. Why don't we just paskin all over again? It seems to be an easy way out. You paskin once, paskin again. So the Gemara says, it's talking about where there never really was a real psak. I mean that there was never really a real psak. It's for that reason that we're not going to paskin all over again. What does Shuda the Daini mean? And why, because it was Shuda the Daini, can't you just do a Shuda the Daini again? That's a little bit unclear. But as it relates to what Shuda the Daini is, that's Machlikis Rashi. Tosfis, Machlikis right here. It's also in Perak HaKosev, Ksubistav, Peheya Medbez, the same exact Machlikis. Rashi says Shuda the Daini means that the Dayan should make his best effort to get it right. So maybe it doesn't have Edim, it's not clear 100% what's going on, but you should take your best shot. If you think Ruven is probably the innocent party, Paskin Ruven, Tosfis says, no, that's not what Shuda the Daini means. Shuda the Daini just just means that hefke best and hefke do whatever you want. So it's not like take your best shot and you don't even have to try to get it right. If you have no clue, you don't know, he says miloshin, you know, shoda, throw it into the yam. So whatever you feel that you want to do, that gives you a right. Either way, being that it was anyways the psakalocha of shuda dedaini, that's why there was no inyan of doing it all over again. There are three people that are believed to say which child came out first, meaning which child is going to be the Bechar and Eluhein Chaya, the midwife, Oviv, the father, the Ima and the mother. Chaya, Chaya is only believed right away. That was Rav Chiz's that we had earlier. The Chaya is one of the three people, the midwife is believed, but only Laalter. Ima is believed, Kol Shiva, Oviv, and the father is believed, Le'olam. Says the Gemara, the mother is believed for the first seven days. The father is believed beyond the seven days. When Rashi, it's mashma that the father is actually not believed for the first seven days. And the reason is because the first seven days, the mother's with the child. So the father doesn't even have a clue. The father doesn't know who the child is. Afterwards, the father is the one that has the namanas, and the mother doesn't have the namanas. So it goes in stages. Right in the beginning, only the Chaya is believed. Afterwards, only the mother is believed for seven days. And beyond that, only the father is believed. Kedetanya, as we learned in the Brayse. The context over there is Hilchas Nachlis, where the Torah is saying that a father should recognize his Bukhar and he should make sure to give him Pishnayim. But we learn from there a special halacha that a father has an emonus to say that this child is my Bukhar. It's really 
a little counterintuitive. You can argue maybe the mother should be more nemon than the father, but that's not what the Torah says. The Torah says that the father has a special nemonos. It says ki has a bechor ben hasnua yakir. We're talking about the father. So the father has a nemonos, stating that for the first seven days, being that there's no way for him to really know. He doesn't have the Nemanus. The Torah instead gave the Nemanus, or the Chachavim gave the Nemanus to the mother. But beyond that, it's the father, not the mother. Person's belief to say that this boy is my Bechar. And just like he's believed to say that this child is my Bechar, he's also believed to say that he's also a Ben Gerusha Ben Chalutza. Just like there's a halach of yakir that a father is believed to say which one of my sons is my bechar, which one is entitled to the pishnayim. So too, a father is believed to say about his son that he's a ben gerusha ben chalutzer. Tosfos says, "How do you know to take that leap? Where do you see that in yakir? Kishem, it's a chiddush. Where do you know that? That's the second Tosfos on the Yomid. Yasi ayin sham. Either way, Oimrim. Ain't your ayin sham? Ainoi. Now, when the chachamim say no, that you're believed to say that this son is my bechar, but you're not believed to say that my son is either a ben gerusha or a ben chalutza. So before we go weiter, we have a very interesting halach over here. The Torah gave an amanus, or the chachamim gave an amanus to the midwife. The midwife is episgevarn amachutin over here. So interesting. The Ramah in choshen mishpat. Simon Lamed Hesif Kotni Adalit. It says the halacha as follows. Mechaber. Isha Psula, Vitumtum Vajoyganis Psulam. This is Hilchas Eidos. A woman is possible to say Eidos. A Tumtum and Adroyganis Psulam. Misafik. Misafik, the possible to say Eidos. Vachol Misha, who suffic, Kasha, suffic, possible. Hare, who possible. Says the Ramah. Vachol Elu Hapsulim. All these people that are mentioned as being pasul eidos psulin afilu b'makom d'leshchicha nashim k'shem lehed. Even if there's no men that are kosher to say it doesn't matter. The only aid that you have, the only person that witnessed this drive-by shooting was a woman. Too bad. It doesn't matter. A woman's pasul eidos, so she can't say eidos. Says the Ramah. The Medina. That's only miikratin. Avoyeshoy. There are those that say the takonas kadmoinamu. That there was a takonas kadmoinim de b'makim shein anoshim regilim liyos. Let's say there's a din Torah regarding something that took place in an area where it's not the derech for a man to be kigoyim bebeisakisei shel noshim. Oi b'shar davar akroisha isha regilim v'lo anoshim or some other place where the derech is for women to be or not men kigoyim loy marsha begodim elu lovshi isha plainus ve'enchalot. Let's say there's a shaila bezda needs to determine. What color clothing or what baguette a woman was wearing. So you would assume the man wouldn't notice. The woman would notice. So this is something where it would make more sense to depose a woman rather than a man because she probably has a better handle on what's going on. Says the Ramah, there's a takonas kadmoinen that bezen noshem nemonis. Those types of shilas, women are going to be believed. For that reason, there's some that say, even a bigger chiddush, even a woman who's by herself, there's no second aid. Oikarev, a relative. Oikotan, nemonim be'inyin haka, u'bezoyin talmud chacham, e'shark tartus u'mesiroiz, u'vishayin derech lahazmin edem k'sherem lozeh, ve'in p'nai lahazmin. Sometimes, Bezin doesn't even have time to be mazmin, regal kosher edem, they have a right but the ever to be mazmin, a woman, because there is a shasat chak type of scenario where a woman is believed to say edos, and the makar to this is a marik, and it's an aguda, it comes from real kadmonim, where there's an idea that if the case 
in that Bezdin is presiding over took place in an area where men were not shchich to go, like a Beisakise Shal Noshim, it could be over there, a woman would be believed, and a man would not be believed. Says the Vilnigoyen and Biragra, three words. What's the Makar? Kedushin, Ayin, Dalit, Omer Aleph. Chayon Amenes. Meaning the gro and really the Makar is the Rishon, it was bothered with a very obvious question. How could the Chayon be believed to say that this child was Yatzer Rishon and this child was Yatzer Sheni? This has real ethos ramifications. The one that's the Bechar is the one that's going to get Pishnayim. There's a real nafkemina in Dine Mominus. And Allah is al Pishnei made Yakum Dover. So if you need two Aiden for Dine Mominus, and a woman is always possible Aidos, why should believe? The Teretz is, who are the midwives? They're women. And being that they're women, it's like a Besakise Shal Noshem. It's an area where it's not the derech for a man to go, it's only the derech for a woman to go. If it's only the derech for a woman to go, as a result, a woman is going to be believed. Oh, so you see that the Chaya is Nemenis over here in Kedushin, it's based on that, that the Ramah said there was a Takonas Kadmoinim, that the same thing is going to be true in all scenarios where a person would always be believed, even if he or she is a, a Karib. You see, the father's believed regarding his son. I, he too is a Karib. The terrorist is, he's uniquely qualified to tell us what's going on. And that somehow trumps Hilchas Eidos. But either way, a Gewaldige Chiddush, a very important halacha in Hilchas Eidos, Chayshem Mishpat, Simen Lamed Hei, Sevkot Nyur Dalet, and as the Goyim points out, Belashoy Nehazov, Ayin Kedushin, Ayin Dalet, Amen Aleph, today's daf, you see over here, a Gewaldige Yisrael. So we had the Shtuki mentioned in the Mishnah. Who is the Shtuki? This is a child for whom we know who his or her mother is. We don't know who the father is. As a result, as it relates to Halacha, the child's a Sophic Mamzer. Maybe the child's father was a Mamzer. Or maybe the mother conceived the child through an illicit relationship of Chaydi Krisos, which would make the child a Mamzer. So this child is called the Shtuki. Abishol had a different name. Not shtuki, beduki. Says the Gemara, my beduki, so clearly it's milosh and bedika. We do some sort of research. Is the beduki or is the bedika that we ask the mother? And we ask the mother what happened, meaning if she says, she's going to be believed. So, love dafkin has to be a suffix. Maybe the mother has an amonis to say, but the Gemara says, come on, who would that be? Like Rabbi Gamliel. That is a sheet as Rabbi Gamliel. We learned sheet as Rabbi Gamliel already. We are in the first paragraph of the A woman was pregnant. They asked him, who's the father of this child? If he says, it's from a kayin, point is, it's from a kosher. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel, she's believed. Why the Gemara over there says she has a cheskas kashris? This is the sugi of Bari Vishamo. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, Let me be on Uchayin. No, she's not going to be believed. And Allah is like Rabbi Gamliel. So you see already from the Mishnah, Mesechtis Subis, that a mother is believed, a woman is believed to say, Lakashin Avalti. So if she's believed to say, Lakashin Avalti, she should believe to say that my child is a kasher. She'll say, Lakashin Avalti. As a result, the child will, by default, be a kasha. So why then, this is the Gemara's kasha, did Rebbe have to quote Shittas Abishol here in the Mishnah Perikasar Yuchzin to tell me that Abishol held, it's not shtuki, it's beduki, 
Lamay nafkemina, it's not a matter of semantics. Then nafkemina is lahalocha, that a mother's believed. Oh, a mother's believed? Rebbe told that to us already. We know that from learning Masechtas Ksubis. That's the Gemara's kasha. Says the Gemara, no, you wouldn't know it from Masechtas Ksubis. You know why? Because chadol ha'achshabah, v'chadol ha'achshabibita. All you see in the Mishnah Masechtas Ksubis is that she's believed to say l'koshen avalti so that she herself doesn't become apostle with Kuna. A woman that's nivala to apostle becomes Usser to a Kayan. So she's believed to say Lakash and Avalti as it relates to her own status. But maybe that she should be believed regarding the child. Not. And what would be the Nafkimina? Very simple. She has a Cheskas Kashas. She was born a Kasher. The Shail is that her Maisa Bia now disqualify her from later marrying a Kayan or not. For that she has a Chazaka. But the child doesn't have a Chazaka because to the extent that she was Nivala to Apostle and then had a child, the child was born in a state of psal. As a result, we have a suffix, mitchilas briyasa, shall have lad, whether the child's a kosher apostle. So you have a chazaka for her, you don't have a chazaka for the child, so maybe Rebbe Gamliel, oh, she's believed for herself because of the chazaka, but not believed regarding the child, but the Gemara says that's not a good answer. You can't say that Abishol was telling me, and the reason Rabbi Yudan Nasi quoted Shittas Abishol here in the Mishnah is to tell me that although the halacha is like Rebbe Gamliel. It's not only with regards to her, but she's the menace of Gabi Devlad as well. Because it could be, I know that from the Mishnah Ksubas. Meaning, there's a man that says that Rebbe Gamliel held that she's kosher for herself. However, the child is going to be apostle. So according to that, I only know that she's Naman for herself. I need Abishol. Shtuki, Beduki, Baikin Asimai, the mother has an Amanas. El, Amanda, but according to Amanda, that says that even Rabbi Gamil held that she's believed regarding her daughter, meaning this Svara is not a Svara. She's believed for herself and she's believed for her daughter. Said, what's the Kasha Abdeshal? Mayasal Ashminon. So what? Chiddish is Abdeshal teaching me. I know it's this whole sheet as Rabbi Gamil. So the Gemara says, no, there's still a Chiddish. Abdeshal, I defend Rabbi Gamil. There's a Chiddish in Abdeshal, a nuance that I wouldn't know from Rabbi Gamil. Dimi Hassan had all I had was Rabbi Gamil. I mean, I would have thought maybe the only reason, the only time she's believed for herself and for her child is if the majority of people where she was, her circles, were Ksherim. So then there's a Svara, not only of Chazaka, there's a Svara of Raif. So there's also a Svara of Raif, maybe there she's believed. But what about a case was Raif Psulim Maybe Loi. Tzricha, that was the Chiddush of Abishol, that you could always ask the mother, and you don't have to start taking a census, a right people kosher, a right people puzzle, it doesn't matter. A mother's always believed, that's why Abishol, that's what you see in Abishol here, in Mesechtas Kedush, and you see everything comes together. You're learning the first paragraph of Besul you're supposed to know this Mishnah here, right in the beginning of Asar Yuchsen, because there's a Gavaldik Halacha, that not only according to Rabbi Gamliel, the Divri HaMachshabah, Machshabah when it's right, Ksherin, but the Divri Machshabah, even right, Psul. Now, where do you see that? It's a subtlety. Abishol referred to the child as a Baduki, meaning there's a way to determine. The way to determine is by asking the mother, and on my Rava, this is certainly important because Rava said, that is going to be like Abishol. So we're in raid mode. Just one more piece of raid before we go weiter. And that is a very important Toysfis. This is a Toysfis that we've spoken at many times when it wasn't often art. So when if it's often art, we do the Salat. It only makes sense to speak it out. And that is the Gemara was discussing the Asufi on the Ayin Gimel Amid Aleph. And the Gemara <laughs> over there said that Rabbah said, Var Torah, Midai Raisa. Midai Raisa, Asufi is kosher. And the reason Midai Raisa and Asufi is kosher because... What are you worried about? If you rise, chances are that the child is going to be a uh, kosher. And even if you're going to end up 
with a suffix, maybe the child's a mamzer, maybe the child's a suffix, mamzer, vada yom rachmano, v'loi mamzer suffix. So the Mara was going through what the possibilities are that maybe this child is really apostles. Mara said like this, usually if the child was aishas uh, ish, came from an aishas ish, shenivala, the mother wouldn't just leave the child. The mother would have the child in the natural course, and when people ask who's the father of the child, they'll say, it's my husband, they won't even ask because you would assume it's the husband. The only time really you have to be concerned that an Isha's Ish would maybe want to hide her child is if the circumstances are such that it wouldn't really make sense to people that the father of the child is her husband. What would be the scenario? So you might have two scenarios. Number one, she was an Arusa. So she's an Isha's Ish. She has a husband technically, but she's not living with her husband. Or shahalach Bible Medina Sayyam. If her husband is Medina Sayyam, so over there it's not possible that it's the husband. So that would be a case where maybe you have to be chayish that the mother of the child is an Ashish, the father is not the Ashish's husband. As a result, you have a shayl over here of Mamzer. Taisfis asks a very interesting kasha. Taisfis says it's Mashu from the Gemara. If the husband's in Medina Sayyam, there's no way in the world to assume that maybe the father of this child is the husband. I don't agree. Even if there's a way to make it work, maybe the husband was a Medina Sayyam, but he knew one of the Shemes Akadoshim, and he used the Shem he somehow was able to come. He was Mizdavik and Mishta. He went back to Medina Sayyam. Either way, maybe he's the father of the child. So it says, Tosis, you're going to tell me. That seems bizarre. It's a Mephurish Yerushalmi. Yerushalmi says that you know who did this? Avu Adeshmul. Shaholach in Medina Sayyam. Avu Adeshmul was in Medina Sayyam. Uba Yedei Shem. And he used one of the Shemes Akhtoshim. Vishimesh. He was Mishamesh. His wife, Shmuel's mother, Shmuel. Shmuel came from such a zivug, from such a situation. So why is it so pasha to the Gemara? That if he's in Medina Sayyam, that it's impossible that he's the father of the child. You see it happen with Avu the Shmuel. That's Taisvah's kasha. The fact that the story happened, that's a Mephurish Yishalmi. That Taisvah should ask it as a kasha. We should be concerned always and put that into our calculations. It's a Kiddush that Taisvah even considers that as a kasha. But either way, that's this Taisvah right here, Dafayin Gimla Medalev. So just two R's that we once spoke out and very quickly, the horror that we've spoken at in the past is from the Seydah Deiris. Seydah Deiris says that he believes that the reason Avu the Shmuel was known throughout Shas as Avu the Shmuel, Avu the Shmuel is one of the great Amairam in Shas. He's one of the most often mentioned Amairam in Shas. So why is he known as Avu the Shmuel? So Pasha, you'd say, because it was a bigger yichas for him to be known as Shmuel's father than to be known by his real name. Meaning, as great as Avu the Shmuel was, his son Shmuel was even greater. And for him, it's a bigger yichas. I'm Shmuel. Shmuel was. From the Gedoyle, 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 Amairo. So as great as the Shmuel was, this was a better Yichus. But says to say that there is a Kubit's face on this story. Because apparently when Shmuel was born, there were some questionable circumstances. His father was a Medina Sayyam. There was a Shaila here of a Shtuki. Who exactly is Shmuel's father? The Teretz is, he used one of the Shemus Akhtoshim who was able to come. But naturally, the Litzane Hadar were going to be all over this. Zok. The Gemara, Shmuel's father is Avu the Shmuel. Like Rashi says in the beginning of the parish, told us, Avram Hoyled es Yitzchak. Because Litzoni Adar said, May Avimelech Nesav Besar. So it's for that reason that he goes down in history being known as Avu the Shmuel. As it relates to using Shemois, so we spoke about it with regards to the Arba that were Nichnas Lepardes. Before that were Nichnas Lepardes. Had they entered the Pardes, Elisha Baravur, Rabbi Kiva, the Nazi Ben Zoyma, Machlik is Rashi and Toysfus. Rashi says they used one of the Shemois, Hakhtoshim, and they were Olu Rukia. Toysfus says that they used one of the Shemois. 
But there's different places in Chazal where you find this concept of using one of the Shemus. Again, things that we've spoken about in the past. But in this Medrash, one Ha'ara, and then we'll finish the Daf. Or we'll make believe we'll finish the Daf. The first is Ramah in Hilchas Talmud Simin Reish Mem Vav, the Ramah over there is talking about a Talmud Chacham is not allowed to use his status as a Talmud Chacham to get people to do things for him. Somebody that defiles the Keset Torah, bad things can come. Says the Ramah, it's in the middle of a very long Ramah. Some have a different shot in the Shtamesh Betoga Chalav. It's referring to somebody that uses one of the Shemois. So if somebody has access to the Shemois and he uses it, Chalav, this is something for which you could be chay of misa. It's interesting that this halacha is brought down at greater length in Simon Kufay and Tess and Yeridea. The Mechaber over there says, Al Yidei Seifi Yitzirim, he's talking about doing different hocus pocus types of things. So magic is aser, but Al Yidei Seifi Yitzirah Mutter. Says the Shach, what does Seifi Yitzirah mean? Al Yidei Seifi Yitzirah Mutter, Lassus Lekatchila. The Shemus HaKodeshim. Because what is Seifi Yitzira? It's all Shema Yishal Kodesh Baruch Hu. V'Hashem Yisbarach Nasem Bem Koyach. Hashem put into the Shema Yitzkoychos. She'yuchlu lifoil al Yudeim ha'chasidim v'anavim. The chasidim v'anavim should be able to perform moifsim using the Shema Yitzkoychos. And someone that uses the Shema it's a good thing. Marek dulosoy u'gvurosoy shal Hashem Yisbarach Shemoy. Tremendous Kiddush Hashem can come from someone. You go to a tzaddik. Alpi Kabbalah, he performs a as you walk out. You have a hirachuva, you have a tremendous chizik in your amuna. So great things come from it. Ach, says the shach, the caveat is, sheyis asku ben b'kedusha b'tahayra, u'letzorich kedusha z'ashem, u'letzorich mitzvah rabba, ashali nimtzazeh b'doyr salolo b'avayinuseinu arabim. You have to use it in a way which unfortunately the shach said in his times already doesn't exist. Va'afilu b'zmaneyem, even in the times of the kadmoyne matzinu, shenenesh yeshayahazeh, you find that yeshayah was punished for using things like this improperly. V'kol shekeim b'zmanazeh, she'yefsha linoik b'tayra u'b'kedusha, v'rachmon alibabaya. You shouldn't use it unless it's for a mitzvah rabbah, and then he concludes, referring to the Ramah, that what does someone who doesn't use the Shemus, he says the Shach, he'll get a bracha. Either way, interesting halacha regarding using the Shemus, not using the Shemus. You have the Ramah in Yeridea Simen Reish Vav, and you have this Shach in Yeridea Simen Kuf Ayin Chazokta All the people that we've been talking about for the last week or so that are also Lavi Bekal, Mutar and Lavi Zebezeh, they're allowed to marry within each other. And we'll see in the Gemara. The list is referring to the Mamzer, the Nasin, the Shtuki, and the Asufi. Rabbi Huda, oh, you said Rabbi Huda says it's Aser. Rabbi Leazar, Rabbi Leazar says, Vadam Vadam Mutter, meaning a Vadai also love a Bakal and a Vadai love also Bakal are Mutter. So a Mamzer can marry a Nasin, for example, but Vadam Besvekon, Besvekon Bevadam, Besvekon Besvekon Aser. Shtuki can't marry an Asufi, Shtuki can't marry a Mamzer. Because of the tzad sofik, the Elohim asveikos, shtuki asufi, and the Mishnah adds one word to the list, and that is kuti, which will 
thought get up to tomorrow, but at this point we'll probably have to wait another day until we get into the sugis of Kuti. Who's this list of Asurim Lavi Bekal that the Mishnah says Mutarin Lavi Zabizet? Ile, we still have five minutes. Ile, Mamzeri, Vinesini, Shtuki Vasufi. Do we mean that list? Hotanale Reisha. That was the Reisha. Mamzeri, Vinesini, Shtuki Vasufi, Mutarin Lavi Zabizet. The first Mishnah, Sar Yuchsan Alabi Bava. And the Mishnah mentioned 10 subclasses and described which ones are allowed to marry which. The Kayin, the Levi, and the Yisrael, they could all marry within each other. The last four were the Mamza, the Nasim, the Shtuki, Vasufi, and the Mishnah said Mufurish, Kula Mutarin, Lavi, Zebezeh. So essentially, this Mishnah right here, Kala, Surin, Lavi, Bekal, Mutarin, Lavi, Zebezeh, is a repetition of the first Mishnah in the parent. We don't need that. Visu, another kasha, Rabbi Huda Oser. When the Mishnah says, Rabbi Huda said it's Oser. Ah, what is Oser? Ile ma'avadom b'sfeikon. Doesn't mean it's Oser with his tzad safik. That's the next mandom of the Mishnah. Hamidik tani sefer b'lezo omer. Vadom b'vadom muter. Vadom b'sfeikon, 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 Oser. Michal Rabbi Huda lo yisfir so obviously he doesn't hold of that. Vaday bevaday is for sure. Motiv Yudah can't argue with that. Elamai he means to say vaday besafik is aser. Then what's the three opinions in the Mishnah? It sounds like there's three shitas in the Mishnah. What's this middle shita? Tanakama shita is clear, albeit a chazara of the first Mishnah. Rabbi Leza shita is clear that if there's a tzad safik. You have to be worried for the tzad safik. So a safik mamzer can't marry a real mamzer. That makes sense. But that. This in-between shita, who is this shita? Says the Gemara, you know what, I have no idea. And based on that, I'm going to attribute it to the one Chiddush that I know from the Tan of the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda, who said a Gevaldi Chiddush in Elchaz Yichos. Chitim, Rabbi Yehuda, Oise, Ager b'mamzeres. Maybe he means his opinion regarding Ager b'mamzeres. Rabbi Yehuda's shita is that Ager is allowed to marry b'mamzeres. Because Kal Gerim Le'ikri Kal. So although Lo'yovim Mamz B'Kal Hashem, Ager is not considered the Kal Hashem. Rabbi Yehuda said no. He is considered Kal Hashem. It's going to be us. Maybe that's what Rabbi Yehuda means. Now although the Mishnah didn't say anything about Ager, we're talking about a Mamzer, a Nos, and a Shtuki, and a Sufi, but I have, might as well be talking about Ager. I have no idea what else the Mishnah can mean. So Bechitim, Rabbi Yehuda, it's Ager B'Mamzeres, but the Gemara says, Midi Ger B'Mamzeres, Ketani, doesn't say anything about Ager. Kal Asur and Lovey B'Kal Ketani, and Ager is Mutu Lovey B'Kal Hashem. Om Rabbi Yehuda, Hachi that's what it means. Anyone that's not let him marry a Koyen, and my knee who's not let him marry a Koyen, so you have the Mamzer, the Nos, and the Shtuki, Azufi, who can't marry even a Yisrael, added to that list is the Giyaris. A Koyen's not let him marry a Giyaris either. But the Gemara adds one word that... It's going to confuse things a little bit. A Giyaris, who became a Giyaris when she was less than three years old. Not like who holds that a Giyaris. Trying. It's the closest we got to like Boimer this week. The like Reb Shimon Ben Yechai, who holds that a Giyaris, who is Megayer when she's less than three years old, is mutter to a Koyen. Really, the town of the Mishnah is not like B'shemaychai. Holds that a Giyayus P'chus B'ashal is going to be Aser to a Koyen. Being that she's Aser to a Koyen, she's Mutter to marry a Mamzer and an Aser. What would be the Svara? It's not so much that she's Aser to a Koyen. The point is, we're referring to a Giyayus. A Giyayus is not considered Kahal Hashem. If Giyar is not considered Kal Hashem, Memela, she's allowed to marry a Mamzer because the town of the Mishnah is Rabbi Yossi. It's on that that Rabbi Yehuda argued, Rabbi Yehuda Oyser, Rabbi Yehuda said that Gerbi Mamzeris is going to be Aser. Meaning, the Gemara's Kasha was, who's this Rabbi Yehuda? 
The Teretz is, it's Rabbi Yehuda's Shita, that Ger Mamzeris is Aser. I, Ger Mandochashmei, no one said anything about a Ger. The Teretz is another Kasha. The Kasha is, what's the ratio? What's the Kiddush of the ratio? We know it from the first mission. Teretz is, the mission is being most of something that didn't have in the first mission. The first mission just said the Mamzer Nasim Shtuki Yasufi. We're being Moisif that even someone that's also loving but Kal Kaihanim is Mutter to marry a Shtuki Yasufi Mamzer Nasim. Who's that person? That's the Gieris. What's the reason that, uh, Giyari should be able to marry a Mamzer and a Nasin and a Sufi and a Shtuki because Kal Gerim la Yikri Kal, that is the Shita the Tanakama, which is Rav Shita's Rav Yaisi throughout Shas. That Kal Gerim la Yikri Kal, on that Rav Yudas coming to argue and say, not that way, but the Mars next Kash is that why did this have to be the Lake Rav Shun by Yechai? All we really need is, is that there's another piece here added in the Mishnah that's not Mufurish. We don't mean Asur Lavei Bekal Hashem, we mean even Asur Lavei Bekal Kunu, Giyaris. A girl was Megayah, she was less than three years old. She mutter to marry a coin, she also to marry a coin. Who cares? Let it be talking about a Gyeris that's more than three years old, where everybody agrees she's not allowed to marry a coin, and that's the halach of the Mishnah. She's also loving Bekal Kayanim, and she's mutter lovely. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, because then you'd have a dear problem. It would sound like the only reason that she's mutter to marry the Mamzer is because she was Megayer when she was at least three years old. But if she would have been Megayer when she was less than three years old, do Materis love it where she'd be mutter to marry a coin according to Rabbi Shimbaychai, then she'd be also to a coin. That's not true. Meaning, Yeris is always mutter to marry a coin. Whether she was Megai, Pachos, Mishbashalishanim, or after. Because the reason Yeris is mutter to marry a uh, Mamzer, I'm sorry, is because Kal Gerim Layikri Kal. Whether she's also to a coin or not, according to Rabbi Shimbaychai, depends on when she was Megai. Was she less than three years old when she was Megai? Or was she older than three years old when she was Megayer? But it sounds a little bit like the two would be Tali Zebazet. Whether she's Aser to a Koyen or Mutter to a Koyen would determine whether she's Aser to a Mamzer or Mutter to a Mamzer. That's not true. So therefore, it makes more sense, says the Gemara, to make the Mishnah just not be like Shun Baichoy. And we're going to say that Giyaris uh, is always Aser to a Koyen, always Mutter to Kal Hashem. And that's what the Chiddush of this Mishnah in the beginning of Perach Hasar is. And we'll pick up on the snow tomorrow.